What's happening guys? Back with another episode of the CBM Effect. It's been a little bit of a minute since my last one. Uh, I do apologise for the little hiatus. Um, we'll go into that in a minute. Just before we get stuck in today, I just got a notification through um, having telling me that I have received 1,500 podcast downloads. Um, so thank you so much to everybody who's tuned in. Um, I'm really just trying to utilise this podcast in a way where it's beneficial to my audience and the people that follow me. I'm not trying to give big names on to just get loads and loads of downloads where like people are coming to listen to them. So I, I do hope that I'm providing some value for you and there's been some things you've picked up along the way. Um, it is at the end of the day for you guys um, and if there's ever anything that you want me to discuss, please do not hesitate to ask. It really does help me because there comes a point where you're like, right, what do I talk about now? <laughs> um, we've got a topic for today though. But anyway, where have I been the last few weeks? Um, I've been dieting, I've been doing the do. And it's been kicking my ass. Um, not to the point where it's been like hell on earth like last year, but it's definitely robbed me of a lot of energy to the point where sometimes I just don't have that sort of mental capacity to go in and record a podcast. Like my energy needs to go into my PT clients, my check-ins, my training, my cardio. And by the time you've done all that, the last thing you want to do is try and sit and talk to a microphone for 20, 30 minutes. Um, but looking at things, um, we have dropped a kilogram and a half in the last two days. Uh, which is needed, but it's such a fast rate of loss that when I woke up today, I got told no cardio for today and I got given over 4,000 calories for today. So between that, between the, the podcast sort of 1,500 downloads, I'm like, right, let's get stuck in today. Let's utilize this energy. Um, so yeah, um, things have been going all right in the diet. Um, I can't remember where I was last time, but basically we reached a new low of 76.4 today. Um, when we competed last Sunday, if you haven't seen that, I jump in an early show a month out. Um, just to compete alongside my client, James. Um, not my smartest move. But anyway, we've dropped since like uh, 1.3 kilograms since then. Uh, we're now three weeks out as of tomorrow. Uh, I say that, I'm recording this on Saturday. If I, if I upload this tomorrow, it'll be three weeks out today on Sunday. Either way, 15th of May is the first one. Um, and I feel like we're getting there. I'm still 4.2 kilograms heavier than my last... Uh, than my last year, so nine pounds heavier. And I do think that there's probably still three to five pounds to come off. Um, my upper body is coming in a lot faster than my lower body, but the good news is, is that my lower body doesn't need to come in because it's covered in shorts. But there is still that part of me that's like, I want to be fucking shredded. And you can only say you're shredded when everything's in. So we'll see what happens. Um, but we're almost there. Vaughn thinks, my coach, that another sort of week, week and a half of digging and we'll be able to cruise into it, which is very exciting. Uh, the main thing being for me this year is that food's actually not been that low. Uh, like, I'm still nearly 350 calories higher than the lowest point of last year. And it shows in my hunger levels. Like, I'm not that hungry day to day, but I am doing more output than ever. Uh, I'm doing 50 minutes of cardio every single day. Last year was six 45-minute sessions, just to put that into perspective. Um, so I'm doing, what, 30... I'm doing, like, almost an hour and a half extra. Um, 13 and a half thousand steps. So I definitely feel like that's helping, but it does leave my legs feeling numb on the daily. It does leave my energy depleted as fuck. Uh, but the main thing being this year is that I can sleep. <laughs> Last year I couldn't sleep for weeks on end. Like you'd be lucky if I got an hour or two a night and that was horrendous. Every single night I would quit and I would draft out a message in my head as to how I could tell my coach the next day. And then I'd, then I'd get up in the morning and it would be a new day and we'd repeat that. Whereas I've only had a couple of semi-bad night sleeps and it's more just been like the ability to get back to sleep, not fall asleep in the first place. Um, so we're winning on that one. But anyway, let's move into the topic of today, which is how is the best way to progress in the gym? So this is something I've been training for work since what? Seriously, since 2013 now. So we're coming up to nine years. And this is something that I've really only clicked onto in like the last year. You know, the more I do this, the more I realize that 
people overcomplicate nutrition and they oversimplify training when it should be um, the other way about. You should be able to oversimplify, well, you should be able to simplify your nutrition and it's the training where you really have to handle a lot of variables in terms of your progression, your fatigue, your regulation, your volume, all these things come into it. Um, and it's something that I used to do a lot and it's the ego lifter in me, um, something that I've managed to keep a lot more in check in the last sort of six, eight, ten months uh, would be, let's say we've got a lift. Uh, I'm going to give you a, a dead basic example which will really help resonate with this. So last year after I was done competing, um, we got the recovery period at the way. We're going into our first push-up of the season. We were titrating food up, titrating supplements up. Um, and I just felt like Superman, like everything was moving so well. Weight I was doing last week was easy. So we've got a set of maybe six to eight reps um, on incline dumbbell bench press. So I jump in one week, I do 50 kilograms. Um, fine, it's, it's okay. Um, and then all right, I'm like, right, okay, cool. I'm going to go away and I'm going to buy 55 kilogram dumbbells. And then the very next week, I went and did 55s. Quite shaky, I hadn't really done that before, but I hit the minimum rep range and I was like, right, cool. And now I'm going to go away and I'm going to buy 60 kilogram dumbbells and I'm going to do that next week. So in the space of two weeks, I literally jump up 10 kilograms. And you know something, whilst I didn't get injured, my rotator cuff has not been the same since. And that was like back in October of 2021. I've not been able to do a press movement in an incline or higher or shoulder press in months because of it. Uh, and you know what it was? It's because I wasn't controlling my rate of progression. I, I was allowing myself to hit the minimum effective standard and just rinse it from there. So what we really need to consider is, yeah, there might be times where things are feeling really strong. And if you're just finding your baseline, then cool, you might be able to jump up. But what sounds better, being able to take a good big couple of jumps over a few weeks and then it catching up with you and you're niggly and you're sore because your connective tissue can't keep up with the level of strength you're seeing. And then you're out of the game and you need to scale it back and go back and forward. Or perhaps we run it like so. We hit a new weight, we work within the rep range, we get to the top of the rep range, we then tidy up the top of the rep range. So let's say, for example, maybe uh, maybe I got 50s, maybe it's a set of 8 to 10 and I got the 50s for 8. So next time, maybe I get 9 or 10. Maybe I'm feeling really strong, so we'll go for 10. But it needs to tidy it up a little bit. Maybe next time, the 50s, I do 10 again. And it's, it's good. There's a lot more control. But I still feel like I can maybe tidy up a rep or two here or there. We've not got 1 to 10 absolutely perfect yet. So we're like, right, we'll hold it and we'll do it again. And that's three, four sessions, almost a month I've spent tidying up a lift so that I'm getting maximal stimulus from it because that's what we need to remember. Your chest doesn't know or your legs or your, whatever it is, your body part that you're training doesn't know what the exercise is. It doesn't know what the lift is. It doesn't know how much weight you're carrying. That is down to that little egotistical part in your brain that you need to tell to shut the fuck up. <laughs> and I can say that because I'm the same. Nobody cares how much you're lifting if you want to look good. Um, I actually am going to go on a little tangent here and I read something on Instagram the other day um, it's from a coach I follow his name is Kuba and what he said is if you have a really strong lift but your body part doesn't reflect how much you're lifting then you really need to go back and assess your training assess the quality and control of your tempo so like I've got wee guys in my gym um, or I see it in pure gym as well and they're stacking up the lap pull down like to two and a half well not two and a half like one and a half times the amount of weight I've got and they've got no muscle to show for it so I'm thinking, right, okay, so theoretically, logistically, you should be looking at yourself and be like, right, I'm lifting way more here. I'm lifting lots of weight, but my back isn't looking the way it should. So maybe I need to go back to the drawing board, strip it back down, build it back up effectively. Uh, and that's how you need to treat your lifts. You need to make sure that as you're getting stronger, the body part should continue to respond. And it shouldn't just be your strength going up, but your body should change in part with it. So anyway, going back to the dumbbells, you've taken four weeks to get an increase at 50 kilograms. 
And then what do you do next? Do you jump to the 55s? No, do you fuck? Because you've got 52s right there. Minimum effective dose. So eight to 10, maybe you get 52 and a halfs for nine this time. And you're like, right, cool. I went up two and a half kilograms, but I've dropped the rep. And then I'll do it for 10. And then I'll tidy it up again. And then that way you're taking such minimal jumps in progression that you can progress for months on end. And you're doing it at such a steady rate that your body can keep up. So what sounds better? Pushing for four or five months of progress or a couple of months max, like five, six weeks before your body caves in and is like, no, I can't handle this. Um, if you add an extra rep at 50 plus kilograms over 10 weeks, guess what? You've accumulated um, 500 extra kilograms to your total poundage than you did in week one. And you need to look at the long-term picture there. You need to realize this is a long-term game and it is not a sprint because the fact like when you're in that race to reach that top weight and you want to get as strong as you can, you let that ego that I'm talking about take ahead and at that point then your body just can't keep up and it is something I have been so so guilty of in the past and like I say it's only really clicked this year so you really need to take that into account for all of your exercises so let's take off a checklist you hit the right you hit the new weight um, you need to get to the top of the rep range and then you need to make sure that's tidy and then not only that you need to make sure that rep 1 through 10 is tidy so if I'm watching your set Rep one, rep two, rep three, all the way to 10 should look the exact same. The speed of it shouldn't change, albeit maybe you lift it in the concentric a little bit slower in the last rep or two. But you should have the same engagement, the same tempo, the same control, the same contraction all the way through. And that goes for when you go up in weight again, you need to earn the right to progress. Let's say we're taking the 50s for dumbbells, for example. And I know that's probably a lot of people probably aren't lifting that much, but we're just using our personal experience here. Let's say you can feel your chest work really well at the 50s and then you get to the top of the rep range at 52s, but you're just not feeling your chest that much. Guess what? The quality is not there. So you're going to hold that and you're going to make sure that you nail that as well. And that's what you need to think about tempo, active range, everything as well. Um, and then let's go back to active range because I actually had a conversation with somebody just a minute ago uh, and he was on about the benefit of partials versus um, of full reps. And that's what we need to think about here is like assess your movement pathway. Are you taking the full active range? We need to think the muscle has a set length and when we lower it, we're going to lengthen it through the eccentric and then when we contract it, we're going to shorten it. So you need to ask yourself, Am I lowering that weight through the fully lengthened stretch whilst I've still got tension on that muscle group or could I perhaps come a little bit lower? Because it's not going to serve you much benefit just building up a, a half rep um, because you don't know any better. And then all of a sudden, let's say you come down too far one day, but you're 30 kilograms above where your muscle's comfortable. You're asking for an injury. So that can be the benefit of actually videoing your sets or having a trained eye or a coach to actually look at these things looking at your active range um, and that goes two ways as well let's say for example um, a bench press that's a universal rule of thumb the bar must touch your chest um, and it is something that I am somewhat married to but I'm, I'm really learning um, to not be if you feel your chest all the way down on the bench press but then you get to the bottom couple of inches um, and you force it down and it goes into your shoulder guess what you're no longer in an active range um, we're not powerlifters here. We're trying to work muscle. Um, we're, we're trying to contract uh, contract muscles and engage them. So you only need to come within an active range where you're feeling the muscle work from every rep, every inch. Uh, and I think that's really important as well. Um, so you see, just thinking about these factors right here, you can already be like, holy shit. <laughs> I thought I just went in the gym, picked up a weight, put it up and down. And there is so much more to it. And I really feel like, Weightlifting is a journey of almost maturity as well for you to understand and appreciate these kind of things. 
Like, everyone goes in and guys are the worst. Like, there is some girls, um, don't get me wrong, there is girls that are like this as well. Um, but they come in and they just want to lift as much weight as they can for one or two reps. They don't care about their control. They don't care about contraction. All they want to do is go and tell their, their mates about how much they can lift and get a pat on the back for it, um, which is stupid. But I do feel like everybody needs to go through that. And like over time, you do come away from it. And I can say that with confidence and clarity because I used to be that guy. <laughs> um, so it's just understanding that it is a journey and that the sooner you can get on the right path, the sooner you'll get that results. Because all you're asking for is if you don't look at these sort of progressional manners of like working the muscle, of like taking the minimum effective dose, you're asking for a lifting career of injuries, of like going around in circles and just not really utilizing your potential to its maximum. Um, so yeah, I just kind of came and wanted to come on and talk about that today. Um, I've been on a sort of journey of self-development from a lifting standpoint lately. I've been doing a course uh, and some of the things in there, it just really helps reinforce my understanding of it. Um, like for example, um, we're gonna go we're gonna go off on a tangent a little bit again because I've not scripted this as per usual. But I do feel like there's some hidden gems in here for people that will understand this. Um, where it was like, would you not be better doing a new exercise because it'll sort of shock the body and like the muscles respond better to new exercises? And that is actually the complete opposite of the truth. So there is this notion within your workouts as well of like, right, I'm gonna do a different workout every single week to shock the body. Thank God that's a trend that's on the way out. Um, or perhaps it's just boredom. Perhaps you just wanna switch things up. Perhaps you genuinely believe that your body will respond better to workouts every single, different workouts every single week. Um, but what you need to go back to is that rate of progression that I've just spoke about. How are you meant to progress if you're not coming back to that workout each week? If you're doing an exercise on week one and then you're doing it three times on week two and then maybe you do it on week five and then you don't do it again to week 12 and you do it seven times in another month and it's like, you need to be able to monitor these things. The more you're in control of, the more variables you're in control of, the better you can manage, the better you can assess. Um, so that's why there's a big benefit to doing these exercises. So you've got your set workout plan and what you ideally want to do is you want to go through the exact same routine every time. So that means you want to do the exercises in the same order because that's important. Let's say um, we seem to work on my chest today. So let's say you've got bench press and you do that first. And an upper body exercise but then one day you come in and you can't get on it so maybe you go and do a lat pull down and the dumbbell one arm roll first and second and then you come back to bench press in the third exercise and it's not as strong that's because your body is no longer you're no longer giving it that same routine the variables have changed your fatigue levels are higher so you really want to get in the constant um, and the idea of having the constant routine where you come in and you perform the exercise under the same conditions as much as possible now if we're getting really specific, that could be you do your push workout every Monday at two o'clock, like I would, for example, but obviously a lot of people work nine to five. So maybe you come in and do your push workout every Monday at half six and you go through the same protocol. So you can just keep in control of as much data as possible because the more you change things, the harder the rate of progress is. And yeah, you might come away from an exercise and you might go back and you might get a little bit stronger. But then you go away from it again and you lose that little bit of strength and then you regain it. And if you look at your rate of progression across a year, a year and a half, maybe you've put on like five or 10 kilograms to a lift. And unless you've been lifting for 10, 15 years, and even then that's not good enough, that's unacceptable. Like why have you only put on 10 kilograms to your squat in a year and a half? Why is your deadlift no better than it was six months ago? And it's because you're, you're not treating the progression with the respect it deserves. And you know what, right? This podcast is aimed at people that are for serious trainers. This specific podcast 
if you're just going in the gym and you want to build a little bit, bit of muscle, ugh, ugh, I've got prep brain, brain fog is horrendous. <laughs> Um, and you just want to build a little bit of muscle and feel better, then yeah, fair play. But if you are serious about your training, you want to build as much uh, muscle as possible and you want to progress as far as possible and you want to look your best, do your best, you need to treat this with respect. Um, you need to really basically take note and take control and take charge of these variables. Um, and I can promise you that once you do, your lift, your lifting, your physique will change forever in such a dramatically good way. Um, like I say, I've only really began to realize this at towards the tail end of my push. So I've been dieting ever since I realized this. And you see when I'm done the show this time and I feel like Superman again and my strength's going up, you best believe I will not make that same mistake because I will take the minimum route of progression. And yeah, it might take you a little bit longer to hit an all-time PB, but guess what? When you do hit that all-time PB, you're still fresh and you can push past it. So like I've got goals that I want to hit for this year for strength-wise, like I want to go in and I want to hit 140 on an incline barbell for reps, for reps, by the way. There's none of this one rep max shite here. Um, so maybe I go in and 115 is my baseline. Well, then guess what? I might spend three months building up from 115 to 140. And maybe I could have done it in six weeks, but my body would break down uh, and I, that would hold me back then. And I'd spend another six months trying to get over an injury. So I definitely think that if there's one thing you can take away from this, it is take the minimal effective dose of progress for longer term sustainable progress um, so your body can keep up so you're not feeling too beat up um, and then you apply that principle for years on end uh, you really can fast track your progress in ways that you didn't think people sometimes put their the blame on something else maybe it's their genetics maybe it's something else but when it comes down to it you're just not properly applying yourself if you're if you consider yourself to be serious about training and you're not seeing the results you want Let's assume that patience is there because a lot of the time we as lifters can just be impatient. It's because you're not properly applying yourself. You also need to consider the fact of are you training hard enough? Um, now, I don't want to sound like a prick here, but I know so many people that think they train hard. Um, and I can count on probably one hand people that I know that actually do train hard consistently across the set. And I mean hard. I mean like to the point where it is uncomfortable, it is painful, it hurts. And I'm not just talking for one set because I feel like most 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 people are pretty good at bursting out, beasting out one set within the workout and then sort of coasting through the rest. But if you can keep your level of effort intensity across the, the set, across the workout, you're also going to find you need a lot less volume because your body cannot handle these high volume workouts that you're doing. So that's another little golden gem, a golden nugget for you. If you're doing loads of work and exercises like within a workout, so maybe you're doing 20 sets, you're in the gym for two hours, you feel like you're fucking working hard, you need to work a lot harder because you should be doing half of that. Um, for example, I was in doing a workout today and I did, what did I do? Let's go through. I did two exercises for a lap pull then. I did uh, I did four back exercises, two sets a piece. Uh, I did two rear delts, just 10. And then I did five sets for biceps, 15 sets. I am burst, uh, burst. So definitely apply yourself to the workout more, apply your intensity levels as well, because maybe your growth just isn't happening because you're not training hard enough. Or if you are training hard, it's for one set and then you coast through the rest. We're trying to accumulate this um, over over a workout, over a week, over a month, over a six month period. Um, so yeah, a lot of little tidbits in there today. Uh, I hope there's a fair bit you pick up on. Um, these are some of my pearls of wisdom that I've really picked up on over the last year. Um, and a lot of it's common sense, but it's just things that you don't tend to stop and think about. Um, so we're going to wrap it up there because um, we're coming up to 20 minutes and I don't have any more to talk about in this subject. So 
I will try and get another one done again soon. Like I say, it gets to that point where like you you look, you run out of topics to talk about. It's like, what can I talk about that I haven't already? And that's when we just need to get into more specifics like this. So please, please, please do not hesitate to just message me with any suggestions. Um, it'll always be welcomed positively. Um, and we'll leave it there. So thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, 1,500 downloads. Here's to the next 1,500. Um, and we'll keep these consistent. Have a great day. Cheers.